Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Andy Campbell! It's in! Campbell comes off the bench to be a hero! A superhero! Breakthrough! It's taken a while, but it's been worth the wait for Cardiff City. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Football Show. This is episode 108. The show is live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, also your home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So uh, give us a follow on social media, subscribe to that YouTube channel, click the bell for notifications. And, uh, of course, you can get the audio version of all the shows we do at uh, your favourite radio or podcast platform. And if you just want to follow the football stuff, follow at AC Footy Show on all social media uh, if you would like to streamline it. But just as uh, we wait for the various platforms just to fill up a little bit, a uh, big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever. Uh, Black Diamond Sports, a global sports agency representing superstars, sports stars, superstars around the world. For more information, visit the uh, social media pages and indeed their website. Links in the description and in the uh, closing credits. Today's sponsor is Darren Ralston and Bespoke Financial as ever. We thank them for sponsoring the show. They specialise in life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. Uh, Darren Ralston of Bespoke Financial is giving away a free will worth £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So please check him out. Check out the offer. Give him a call and don't miss out indeed. Um, we'll have a little clip from uh, Bespoke Financial a little bit later on. But uh, as I've discussed before, he's looked after uh, Andy with various policies over the years, including the critical illness and the, and the injury cover. And uh, they are top of their game, award-winning service, and we're very, very proud to, uh, to partner up with them. Uh, but with no further ado, let's get into it. Joining me as ever, the goal collector, the fox in the box, still the QPR dream killer, ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Davy Jones' favourite son. 
it is Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. Yeah, very, very, very good. Yeah, we're looking forward to this one, sir. This is. Um, I, I can't really remember being uh, being our our guest age, to be honest. But I think I, I, I was one one time a young footballer with dreams and aspirations. And, uh, and yeah, I'm really really interested to see how different it is because um, life's evolved. Football certainly evolved. You know what I mean? The things that have happened today in football again already. It's um, yeah, football's a quite cutthroat industry to be involved in. Yes, uh, there's no uh, there's no loyalty in football, mate. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter if you're a club legend or not. It's going to be very interesting. But again, I'm the same same boat as you, mate. You're a couple of years older than me, but uh, I, I barely <laughs> I just don't remember being there that young. Um, but joining us is. Carlisle United defender, Mr. Charlie Barnes. Welcome, Charlie. How are you, mate? How good, thanks. How is everything? Good, Charlie. Great to have you. Great to have you on, mate. Um, you know what I mean. Fresh face. You know what I mean. I'm just trying to keep us all feeling a bit young and um, and <laughs> just the greys. The greys are coming through. I'm on about yeah. sign up, mate. But it's uh, it's nice, I, mate. Now it's good. Great, great to have you on. Great to have you. Good to be here. So uh, I, I'm, I'm I'm also very very excited to say I've got a new feature which I'm going to try out on you pair now. Which is going to be good. It's going to be fun. I'm Worried. going to be very interested. So um, basically, it's called "Tell Me Why." Uh, I pick three subjects with a question, and uh, you, you, Andy, and the guests will have sixty seconds to, uh, to just basically answer the question or talk about the subject. Got my like timer ready. Uh, so, Andy, you'll go first. the uh, The first subject is Paul Pogba, and the question is. Why should he stay at Man United past this summer? Go. Uh, Paul Pogba should stay at Manchester United past this summer because he is now starting to show his worth in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's team. He's now finding a, a way to play alongside Fernandez. He's finding a way to dominate games again. He's dictating play. He's bringing goals back to his game. Um, he looks like he cares, which hasn't been... Um, apparent and, and hasn't appeared over the last probably years but now I think especially over the last week the goal he scored the other day um, the winning goal from with his left foot outside the box was sensational I thought against Liverpool I thought he was excellent again he's bringing consistency and a bit of quality, quality to his game which is helping United Still got twenty seconds to go, mate. Have I really? Um, I'd still believe. <laughs> oh, really? That flew by. Um, ten seconds. Ten seconds. Um, I don't like his hair, by the way. So that's probably a reason why he probably needs to You're stay Manchester jealous. and get a haircut. <laughs> but You're no, he's, he's he's performing well, so he deserves to stay in the Premier League because the Premier League up. best players. Yeah, well done. That was good. That was good. Good first. That was a, good that first was hard, run. That. That was hard, it, that. It, Sixty seconds seems like ages, doesn't it? Yeah, that's. Um, it's surprising thought, how much you fit in in sixty seconds. Though. I need a timer in front of you, don't I? So I can like time yeah. it and slow down a little bit. Charlie, I've just given you an idea. There, get your phone out. <laughs> right, yeah. we'll see now. So we've had the uh, the elderly point of view. Let's have uh, the youth of today and their their point of view. So uh, Charlie, Paul Pogba, why should he stay at Manchester United past this summer? Go. Uh, I sort of agree with Andy. Really, he's been sort of pulling into his. Uh, into the way that Ollie wants to play now. He's been there a few years, sort of hadn't really done as much as he much as he can, but he showed what he can do in in various games. He hasn't really done it 100% of the times, but the quality is there, like we all know. But uh, he's starting to show up more frequently now, and I feel as though I feel as though he could be at the top in the top sort of uh, top five in in the Premier League if he keeps going the way he is, because uh, we all know that he's got the the, cap the capability. 
to get there. It's just the way that he has to show it, and he is being shown in the last couple of games from United in and out. You had about about fifteen <sighs> seconds left, but I'll uh, I'll let you off that one. Yeah. So just to, just just it's just to throw to go second. Yeah, well, I agree. Just just to throw something in there as well. Do you think it might be a coincidence? Do you think? And does, does, do the viewers think? Does Charlie think that social media and coming off social media has had an impact, a positive impact on his on his performances on the pitch? Because he was he was quite vocal on social media. He used to do videos. He used to do a lot of dancing. He used to be he used to be a bit of a fool. You know what I mean? But. Yeah. It was entertaining. I used to like it. I used to follow. I follow him on Instagram, but I haven't seen anything for for such a long time. Do you think that's had a, had a positive influence on his football? No, oh, definitely. Maybe maybe focusing on the football a bit more, trying to get his head down. I mean, social media does have a lot of influence on people nowadays, especially especially people that are well known. They get a lot of uh, disrespect and hate on stuff like that. Maybe affect him, but a bit of time off and stuff like that definitely definitely help him get him to reach his potential. Does that go though with followers' side? You know what I mean? Because we've spoken about social media, haven't we? And I know we're going to go into it a little bit deeper, obviously, with um, with Charlie later on uh, about young players and the pressures and stuff. But when you've got, I'm just guessing here. I'm just picking a number out. But if you've got three million followers, then isn't there uh, isn't there pressure on you to um, to perform for those three million followers? Isn't that your duty to perform for those three yeah. million followers? Yeah, because like it's. Um... It's like anything, isn't it? Like if you've got a YouTube channel, just for an instance, and you've got nearly two thousand subscribers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like if you have, if if I, if I just suddenly stopped putting any shows and series out and nothing for months and months and ends, eventually those subscribers will just unsubscribe because yeah, you're not doing basically what's on the tin, isn't it? It's the same as totally like people Let's... follow Paul Pogba or Jesse Lingard or whoever because they're entertaining on social media. However, just very quickly on Paul Pogba, I don't think the reason he gets so much hate is necessarily his social media, certainly from United fans. I don't even think it's necessarily his performances on the pitch, although that does contribute to it. I think the reason United fans have had enough of him to a certain extent is because of every time they feel like he's starting to show what he can do, like you're almost waiting for his agent to come out tomorrow and make some stupid comment about how they, you know, Real Madrid is a dream move for him. Or he, he it's always like that seems to undo all the positive work quite often. And I think that's probably what it is. I don't think he'll stay. I think there's two sides to it. One reason he's playing very well at the moment is because suddenly United have found themselves in the title race. And if he could get a title winner's medal and then leave, that's like the perfect world for him. But also... He's available for free next next summer, so I don't think it's any coincidence that his form's picked up. Knowing that if know, he if he's he wins, window, a, he's in the window, mate, isn't he? If he wins a Premier League medal this year, he will. He's got to be the most. He's got to be. He's got to be the most coveted player in in the world with the you know with the trophies that he's won. You know, what I mean, yes, you can you can people talk about the Champions League and that being a that being a trophy and that being something to win, but it's the World Cup for me. You know, what I mean, there's not many players who get to win that trophy in their life. Yeah. At the end of the day, mate, like United have been dire for since Fergie's left, really, apart from the odds, bit bits and pieces. So if he was a big part of them finally winning the league again, of course he's gonna he's mm. gonna be a hot commodity, isn't he? Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to the number two, and I will give Charlie the option. Charlie, would you prefer to go first on this one or second? It's entirely up to you. 
Yeah, I'll go first on this one. Not, yeah, I like okay. it. Confident. I like it. Like. Um, so, subject is Gary Lineker, and the question oh. is, Legend. why isn't he the best f- football presenter on UK TV? Um, that's a hard one. That's a vicious one, um, by the way. Personally, I quite, I quite like him, but uh, I can see why people don't, because he's... I don't know. Um, I'd say some some things he comes across is uh is too too nice to play. Like you see like the the likes of uh, Roy Keane and stuff like that digging into players that need it. Sort of. I feel as though when I'm watching him, sometimes he sort of lets lets them off a little bit. More of like a modern day footballer, where there's like old days and stuff like that. The uh, he sort of got digged out a lot more, especially in the dressing room. I feel as though that's what that's what he's about, really. Go on, sir, I like that. Good, that is ten seconds to go, but that's all right. I um, <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was quite impressed, like, with that answer because it is a tricky one. Um, Very Lineker, answer that. I agree. I, I mate, I and that's pretty much the the avenue which I would have gone down if it was me because, like, the reason why people like uh, Guy Neville, Jamie Carragher, Joaquin, is because they they will give their honest opinion good or bad, even if it's against the teams which everyone knows they support. So, yeah. like, you, Jamie Carragher doesn't let Liverpool off the hook. Gary Neville doesn't let Man United off the hook. If anything, they probably are a bit more harsh on them. Uh, but uh, let's see what... Uh, we've had the, the youth version. Let's have the elderly version. Uh, Andy Campbell. Gary Lineker. Why isn't he the best presenter on UK TV? Um, because he doesn't work for Sky Sports, he doesn't work for BT, he's not as high profile at the minute due to those TV channels and all the others I look at. Um, Charlie mentioned there, Roy Keane, Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, you've got uh, Robbie Savage, uh, you've got Rio Ferdinand, Michael Lloyd um, on, on, other, on, other, on other channels. And, and I think because they've only just come out of the game, they're more relevant and more in with the younger people because they're, they're, they've just left the game, they've just been a manager and things. But... Gary does the live England games. For me, the amount of goals that he's scored and the amount, uh, uh, you know, I mean, the amount of respect that he's earned over his football career should go. And it's kept him in the job. What he's been doing for a very long time, match of the day is the best football program, bar none. Do you know what I mean? So that's for me. I'd love to see him do do some more live games to see if he's got that kind of spark with everybody else. But without the platform and regular platform, I mean, to do it. You know what I mean? Because you get better with games. I find and Roy Keane, Mika Richards, Gary Neville. All old guys, Jamie Carragher, they get better with games. They don't just, they don't, they're not just one-offs. Time's up, mate. Well done. That was good. Good stuff. Um, so a couple of people said, Gavin said, because he's full of himself, question mark, in relation to Gary Lineker. Stuart Campbell and his dad says, Gary Lineker <laughs> is, a, is a presenter. The others are pundits. Completely different jobs. I think that's fair to say. But he did start as a pundit. So... Yeah, put him right back. That. Put him right back in this place, then. Yeah, yeah put him right. Not, well, put my dad right back in this box. Um, I like uh, in terms of genuine just presenters. I like uh, I like the lady on Sky, and I forget her name. I'm really sorry. And I also like David Jones. Uh, I think he's on Sky as well. I yeah, think he's yeah. excellent. Um, listen, to we, we can go back to incorrect, oh, mate. You did. You said what did I say? Things incorrect. Did I? Uh, number one, you said match of the day is the best football show bar none. Incorrect. The Anticamber football show is the best football show bar none, first of all. And second of all, um, mm-hmm. you said Gary Lineker doesn't work for BT Sport. He does. 
does he? Does oh, the Champions League. Yeah, for Champions League, yeah. Yeah, but I'm on about doing live games. Um, but for me, ah, listen, I think he's a, he's a legend in his own right. I'd love to see him do some, do some more live games. World Cups and things are, are made for when he's when he's presenting and doing that. You know what I mean? Doing the doing the whole round mm, purpose indeed. thing. But yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. So what talented. I want people in the comments to do is we got one more subject to go on. Tell me why. Um, I would like the people to tell me who they think has won out of Andy and Charlie. Uh, in my what's, what's, eyes, in my eyes winner. at the There's moment, Charlie, Charlie's winning 2-0. It ain't going to be me, is it? It's <laughs> maybe, maybe one all. Charlie definitely won the second one because Andy's was full of fake news. <laughs> but, uh, right. Cade will give it to me. Yeah, well, it's biased. Me. It's biased. Yeah. <laughs> right. My dad will give it to Charlie. <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, who's Who wants to go first for the last one? Um... The guests can choose. The guests can choose. I think that's only fair, isn't it? Go on. I'll let him go first on this one. I think Charlie gets points up a bit. Thanks, Charlie. You've got to give him a chance, isn't it? Okay, so the final subject is Rafa Benitez. And the question is where should he go next and why? And your time starts now. Uh, Obviously, Rafa's just left Chinese football, Chinese Super League, due to. In his words, the, the the epidemic and coronavirus. Where do I think he should end up next? There's been rumours that he's going to go to Celtic. Um, Neil Lennon potentially going to lose his job. I read yesterday, but for me, I'd like to see him back in the Premier League, or I'd like to see him in, in one of the major countries, Spain or Italy, um, and 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 go back to his roots. And you know what I mean? It's it's, it's it doesn't need the contract length. He doesn't need the the, the kind of money, but. Cream always rises for me, and I think uh, good managers like that don't come around very often. And I'd love to see him being given a big job and a good job at a big club to try and go and win some more things. Because the Champions League, he seems to always do well in. He, he's, he's been up there at the top of the Premier League for for long periods, um, and La Liga, he's done the same thing. Serie A might be a, a fresh new approach for him potentially, because there's always managers over there losing the jobs, um, and with Juventus not doing very well, um, and. Time's up. Under pressure. Time's up. Time's up. Time's up. Time's up. So, um, one thing I would say, it's straight. It is a difficult one. That is, but one thing I'll say straight away, I think if Rafa Benitez goes to Chelsea, that is a massive waste of his talent. Um, I really believe that. Although it would be interesting to see Benitez versus Gerard. I just, I think he's better than the SPL, and that's. I don't mean that. Any offence to uh, any Scottish. uh, Followers and certainly my my Scottish co-host on there on to the show, but um, yeah, I think Rafa Benitez is better than that. Any, um, okay, Charlie, Rafa Benitez, where should he go next and why? Your sixty seconds starts now. Uh, obviously, I'd like to see him at, uh, like Andy said. I'd like to him at a big club, maybe maybe like sort of, uh, in Spain or Italy, like Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid. I'd love to see them sort of teams because he has got a reputation of getting the, the Champions League so I'd love to see him get back in the Champions League playing good football good good team instead of over in China stuff like that I'd like to see him at a big club doing doing what he does best really like the olden days where he's at his Liverpool doing doing good with not, I wouldn't say average teams just getting the best out of his players and uh, pushing sort of top every time getting them sort of uh, Winning, winning trophies really in a good division, so like the the Spanish league, the uh, the Italian league. I'd love to see him back there. 
a bit of a challenge for him, see if he can do it again. Well done, Charlie. You you went three. You had three seconds left that time. That was one uh, one thing, Charlie. Impressive. One Charlie. One thing Charlie said there about um, what I liked was he picked up on um, look at the success he had at Liverpool. You know what I mean? He didn't have the best of teams yeah. for me. You know what I mean? But he, no, he, he seemed didn't. to get the best out of players. You know what I mean? You look at Jamie Carragher. Jamie Carragher said the same thing. You know what I mean? The the the, the, the quality he got out of him. You know what I mean? For me, why? I'm, I'm not being disrespectful to Scottish football. I'm not being disrespectful to Celtic or Rangers, but what's he got to give to go to Scottish football? You know what I mean? Because at the minute, it looks like Rangers have, have turned the corner a little bit. So he's, at the minute, he's, is he fighting a losing battle? Because you're, you're battling against somebody who's turned the corner and turned the, turned the tide, so to speak. You know what I mean? And you, you could go there and fail. Can he afford to fail? Is he in a position that he, that he wants to fail? You know what I mean? He's, 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 for me, from an outsider looking in, I don't know the man, but... He's a very successful football manager, so for me, his next job is, is a massive, pivotal job to be successful. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it'd be an interesting one, I definitely, because he's, uh, he's clearly an exceptional manager. There's no, he basically took Fergie as close as anyone over that, that period of a couple of years, um, apart from Wenger, maybe. But what, uh, some interesting suggestions in the, in the chat about where he could go. Quite a few people said Chelsea straight away. Obviously, Frank's lost his job today. Donners um, was interested. Donners, yeah. Benitez yeah. Uh, to Newcastle because Steve Bruce is going to be sacked. So uh, Donners trying to get Steve Bruce out, which I think is you know. It's a bit he's only been there. He's only been there. He's only yeah. been there. Yeah, Benitez has been there only. Yeah, so he's mm. been there already. Um, Cardiff should have held on. They could have had Frank Lampard or Rafa Benitez instead of Big Mick. No patience. Uh, but Chelsea and Newcastle seem to be the general gist, I think, of the suggestions from the live chat. Um, any other clubs which, like in the UK, which kind of spring to mind, maybe? Um, you've, listen, you've got, you've got the likes... Um, you've got the likes of... Uh, uh, Burnley's... You know, my Burnley want to go down a different route because we've just been taken over. You know, you know what I mean. There you go, Carlisle United. <laughs> if, 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 if Chris leaves, uh, you, who knows? Um, but I look at Burnley, and I look at I look at. He's um, an interesting one, mate. I look at how um, how Sean Dyche would feel being stuck under pressure, but then they've got Liverpool and win. So you know, it's it's so cutthroat football. Yeah, it's West Ham. You know what I mean? They're 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 massively overachieving in my eyes, but it's it's uh, it's a results business, and some are doing some are doing it better than others. Arsenal would be a good fit for him if Arteta was to be the next one to go. I suppose it'll come down to whether he wants to be patient at the end of the day. Um, okay, so that was the new feature. Um, let me know in the comments who you think won a uh, point for each each go uh, between Charlie and Andy, and we'll uh, we'll see at the end of the show who we think won. And uh, we'll be probably bringing that feature back. I think it was good fun. Yeah, I like that. But, um, before we move on to uh, talking about Charlie and his career, which is going to be real interesting, um, we have one other feature to do, my friends, and it is uh, any other business. So let's get stuck into that. Any other business? Nice little new graphic there. I like it. Um, so, Andy, what is our first subject um just obviously fa cup of the weekend i know we're going to do the fa cup show on friday um 
our live show on Friday said the championship because there's only one game. But I just want to speak to you guys and just anything what impressed you over the over the weekend in the FA Cup. And you know, I mean, some I love the FA Cup. The FA Cup's played a big part in my in my life as a fan, as a player, um, as a manager. Uh, I love it, love it a bit. So I think it's I think it's amazing. But you know, I mean, there was a few games and a few moments which which stuck out for me. But the one moment, especially what stuck out for me, was probably the. The wonder goal from uh, from Brighton over Albion against uh, against Blackpool at the weekend. You know, I, I love an upset. I love I love the little clubs going through. But now we're getting to the time where the big clubs are coming into it, and there's a chance to get to Wembley in in two or three rounds to, for semi-finals, final. So, you know, what I mean, when you when your big players need to come to the party, and for me, a team like Brighton who was struggling, Sheffield United who was struggling, they need to start getting these victories together like they are, and they can only do so much than than what they're doing. And for me, yeah, that moment stuck out for me at the weekend. Yeah, it was just an exceptional goal. It was. Um, it was. I thought the FA Cup this weekend was full of phenomenal games, um, just really enjoyable football matches, um, which culminated obviously yesterday. Unfortunately, Liverpool went out of the cup. Um, <laughs> what can I say? Um, Charlie, anything stood out for you, mates, from the uh, the FA Cup over the weekend? There's quite a lot to be fair. Too many to mention, but. I did. Uh, I did enjoy the City game. I thought they. I thought they got took it taken right to the edge, and obviously Phil Foden played well. They, had, they weren't exactly playing bad. I don't think City, but no. uh, they got put right right to the wire. And that's what you like about the FA Cup. Anyone, it doesn't matter if you're a big club or little club. It doesn't really matter. So, uh, it's how good? Up on the day, yeah. How good? How good Charlie is someone like Phil Foden, and and do young players like yourself look up to somebody like that? Right, massive. Uh, he's obviously doing it at Man City. He's doing well. I think. I think he's one of the best. Well, probably, probably is the best. He sort of gets put in the category of Mason Greenwood, and that. I think. I think he's a hell of a lot better than. Not better, but I think he's sort of passed that test. He's been around for quite, not quite a bit, but uh, quite a couple of years now, and he's quite. He's shown himself. He's shown what he can do in in big games where City need him. He sort of stepped up to the mark, even though it's not not as big a club. Uh, but he's shown that he can he can do it. He dominates games, doesn't he? He dominates games. The, the, the things that he was doing for me, what I liked on Saturday night was that he was grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck. He was the catalyst for Man City to get back in the game where you're looking at old players to drag the young players through. He was the young player dragging the old players through and if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have got back in the game because he was yeah. the one driving through. The, what, there was one Maisie dribble he did before. It was 1-0 and he, he got the ball on the left-hand side. He, he, all the way across the pitch. He got into the box. He didn't, he didn't let it go. Quick feet. He, he, he turned. He, he swivelled. He, he, he kept hold of the ball. and It was absolutely amazing. And, and, and I mean, it, for me, that was the catalyst and the, and, and, and the moment where Man City got back into it and then his goal was, was, was excellent. Because, you know I mean? You can easily miss them, by the way. I, mean, I know more than yeah. most you can miss them. It wasn't an easy chance, but it was a very good finish. Very good finish. The, the um, it's interesting with the FA Cup because it's um, we've talked about a lot, mate. Like, is it what it used to be? Like me and you, obviously, we grew up on the FA Cup. But uh, for that United Liverpool game last night on BBC, nine point two million people watched it at its peak. Like that is really encouraging for me. Yeah. Because obviously we have talked about whether it means what it used to. I still are convinced maybe it does, but. It was good to see a lot of teams playing their strongest team this weekend because, you know, don't get me wrong, I don't expect Man City to play their their first eleven when they've already got injuries against Cheltenham Town. It's not going to happen. But Liverpool and United, they played pretty much 
they're the best teams they could. Yeah, you know, I agree. Still rotating. Um, the other thing which someone just made uh, comment of, like we've talked a lot, Andy. Obviously, with a we got a lot of Welsh viewers. Um, we've talked a lot about the the young Welsh talent which is coming through, uh, just below the first team in the national uh, on the national scene. Um, but the England uh, youngsters, which are either have just broken through into the national team or are just under the the national team in the twenty ones, is really is sensational, and it almost looks like potentially there could be that another. Co- dare I say, golden generation coming through. Would you agree with that, mate? Um, you can only look at the facts. And for me, we were, young players were getting starved of first-team football. You know what I mean? I looked at um, the games over the weekend. So you've got um, Rashford, you've got Greenwood. So there's your two wide men. You've got Jack Grealish playing for Villa, dominating games in centre midfield for Aston Villa in the Premier League against Newcastle. You've got Mason Mount, captain for Chelsea. You know what I mean? These are these are young these are young boys. These are mm. men. These are young young boys playing in men's teams in men's football, high pressure Premier League, FA Cup football. So for them to have that pressure, which the managers are giving them and putting on them, I think is absolutely fantastic. And it can only make them better players because when they're when they're put in that um, international field uh, for international qualifiers for friendlies or whatever World Cups, it's only going to give. The national team chance and an opportunity to win something because you look at the Germans, the French, um, probably the Belgium, so to speak. The, the, the best teams are those who played together for years and years and years and years and years, and, yeah. and, and they don't win something straight away. It's it's probably the the following World Cup or, or Euros. And for me, the next Euros, which is obviously coming up, there's an opportunity. England have got probably the best opportunity to win something ever in my generation, in my lifetime. You know what I mean? And it'll be brilliant if they can get to the final or to semi-final again and, and give it something because, you know what I mean, I'm still, I was not haunted, but I'm still disappointed that we that we haven't won anything in my lifetime. Um, I'm still reminded of the 66 World Cup. You see it all the time. Yeah. You're reminded from, and every, like everybody is, but I would just like something else to, to take the pressure off those guys as well because, yes, you can never mm. take that away, but I'd like something else to, to hang your hat on a little bit. Yeah. So, like, just off the top of my head, you've got Henderson in goal. You've got Mason Mount. You've got uh, Jack Grealish. You've got Mason uh, Greenwood. You've got Foden. John Stone's uh, coming back into as well, Stones. by the way. Luke Shaw looks like the best fullback in Europe at the moment. Um, he looks absolutely phenomenal in defence and attack. And I just think when you've got like Luke Shaw is uh, well, I, off the top of my head, I don't know how old he is. I think he's like mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah. But what a what a player to be in and around those young players if they was to really mix in the young players with the you know make it a predominantly young team because you know he's been there and done it for for Premier League for probably since he was like 18, 19 so I'd, uh, if I was an England fan I'd be excited by that um, Charlie out of all those young players which we just discussed like uh, playing for England who is it do you think or Trent Alexander as well like which one of those players do you think is most likely to have a big impact for England in the future at a tournament? Say, for me, it's uh, for me it's Jack Grealish because uh, he's shown what he can do when he gets that chance when he puts an England shirt on. Every I think it's every single game that he plays. He's not played; he's only played a couple, but every every single time he's 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 had a chance. He's proven it. He's proven himself that he's good enough. And I feel as though he, he in a couple of years' time he could be one of the best. The best players that we've got in, in the England squad, and he's not, he's not, he's not classed as a young lad, but I feel as though he could like be a sort of like a leader 
in that midfield yeah. in the wing sort of area. I feel as though he could be promising for England, really. Do you think he needs to? Do you think he needs to leave Aston Villa though, Charlie, or do you think? Do you think I with think the Premier League, he isn't to, competitive? Yeah, where he is. I think Villa's a good club for him, obviously, because he's been there. I think he might be into the academy. I'm not too sure, but he's been there a very long time. Yeah, and uh, he obviously loves the club. But if he wants to, if he wants to win, win something, I think he needs to go to. Like there was talks of him a few years ago going to Tottenham and teams like that. I think he needs to needs to be a be a bit of a bigger club to actually start winning some medals and doing something with his career really. I think if uh, I think if you're playing if you're playing regular and you're playing for your country, I, I don't see I don't see why you would want to move. But but then mm. you get to a level where you it's the, it's the Alan Shearer effect we spoke about the other the other day the other week side that that Alan Shearer's biggest regret, which he's very open and honest about, is he didn't win any trophies. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he, he he went to Newcastle. Yes, he won the Premier League, but you know, what I mean, he, he could have won a lot more if he'd uh, he went left Blackburn yeah. to go and sign for Man United, which would uh, that would have put them to another level, far and beyond. But listen, people choose various moves for various reasons because it's the best move for them personally. But it's sometimes you don't have that regret when you retire from football that you haven't won the trophies that you should be winning because you know, what I mean, you, you, Stevie G, how he how he hasn't won the Premier League is 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 a travesty. But you know, what I mean, he's he might win it as a manager one day. Who knows? He might, mate, if he doesn't uh, slip up. Um, <laughs> I can't help myself. I'm sorry, mate. I, just, I can't. And do you know what, right? Do you know what, right? I'm not. I'm not taking responsibility for that, by the way, because that wasn't set up. That was just. You set me up. You spoke to me beforehand, and you said, "Right, I'm going to just set that up for you." I'm not that clever. I'm, I'm not leave. that clever, mate. Um, last question on the FA Cup. Charlie mentioned Jack Grealish and uh, Villa. Uh, if he wants to win trophies, I want to ask this question to both of you. Uh, we saw some of the big boys fall. Liverpool are out. So that's one less sort of traditional big team uh, out of the competition. Could Aston Villa potentially win the FA Cup this year? Uh, Charlie, you first, mate. I feel as They're not in it, are they? They got knocked out, didn't they? No, they didn't, did they? Yeah, they didn't play. Oh, no, sorry. Filler went through. Went through. Sorry, sorry. Come on, sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> they, played, they played the Premier League at the weekend, though, didn't they? Is it the weekend? Of, yeah, but they're still in the league. FA Cup, aren't they? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> I do my research. But, Charlie, do you think Aston Villa could win the FA Cup? <sighs> to be honest, I don't, I don't think they can. When you look at the sides that are still in it, the, the cities and the Man U, Tottenham, all doing well at the minute, I feel as though they, they are too strong for them at the minute. If they get to the final, they'll obviously put a very strong start out. And uh, I think, I don't think they're quite there yet. Okay, um, I'd love right to then. see an underdog win it. I, I really would. Love, I'd love to see an underdog win it. I'd love to, you know, yeah. a, a Premier League side, but like a, not a top side, like a yeah, definitely. They United cannot win the FA Cup Killer. because they lost to Liverpool, mate. Oh, they lost to Liverpool four one, so they can't win the FA Cup. <laughs> so you were right, Andy, and realize. I was wrong. See. Jeez, tell you what, it was the youngsters, wasn't it? It's because it happened on a Friday, mate. So happens, doesn't it? Because they played Newcastle at the weekend. They played Newcastle at the weekend. In the yeah, Premier they played League, in, the so. F- in the Premier League. Whenever. Right, I'm going to skip over yeah. that and I'll I'll just edit that. Edit out. that. <laughs> yeah, that will be edit that. by tomorrow. Cut, cut. Yeah, um, that'll be that'll be that'll be deleted. The, yeah, the next bit of any other business um, is Frank Lampard. Oh my days! If Frank Lampard can get sacked from Chelsea then I'm pretty, pretty sure nobody's job is safe. On the back of a win, if I'm not incorrect, Chelsea won yesterday, won yesterday didn't they? Won yesterday, yeah, against um, Luton. 
three. What was your reaction to that, Andy? As a as an ex-player, as someone who I know thinks very highly of Frank Lampard and the job he did at Derby, and you know he deserved to get a chance at Chelsea. Like, how did? Uh, I just... Listen, I was ve- I was very lucky to play with Frank. I was very lucky to um, to understand how how he how he works, his his mentality. Listen, we're on about a club who's ninth in the Premier League. Um, they're about five points off the off the Champions League. They're in the FA Cup. Uh, if if Frank can get the sack, then there's a lot of other managers who want to watch their back. By the way, you know what I mean. You've got you've you've got the you've got Arsenal. Uh, you've got Wolves who are having a really bad season. And Newcastle, you're Brighton. You know what I mean. I, I don't want anyone to get the sack. You know what I mean. I love Chris Wilder a bit, but you've got Chris Wilder at the bottom of the league with five points. It's it's. There's, cl- there's certain clubs in the in the, in the Premier League and in the world who, who aren't um, intimidated and scared to sack managers. It doesn't matter who they are and what reputations they've got. For me, I'd have liked Frank being given till till the end of the season. He could have won an FA Cup. He, you know what I mean. But I saw his interviews yesterday, before and after, and before he looked like he was severely under pressure. You look at his team selection. You could tell he was under pressure with the team he selected. He put his best side out. You know what I mean? He 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 made sure that he wasn't going to lose that game. He, his his team was nervous in the in the in the first half until they got the first goal, second goal, two one. Tammy got his hat trick in the second half, and and to be fair, I, I I feel sorry for him because I I just think it's 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 not the answer. You know what I mean? Because whoever comes in is going to work with the same players. Frank took that job and he had a, he had a transfer ban embargo on him for the first year, first six and seven months. He's brought his own players in. Some of them have, have, have gelled really well. Some of them embedded really well. Some of them haven't. You know what I mean? Look at Werner. Werner is, 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 is unplayable at times. But this season, at the minute, it's just not happening for me. Mr. Pentley yesterday, he's, he's lacking confidence. I, feel, I, I do feel really sorry for him. And I don't think it'll be long until he's back in the game. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's definitely clubs who will, who will have already had contact and, and said that jobs will come and available very quickly. You know what I mean? Cardiff have got a short-term manager. QPR aren't playing great. Don has just said there. Uh, Middlesbrough, not sure what situation is there with, with Neil Warnock for the summer. There's definitely clubs in and around the championship, which he's, he's got a good track record. and I'm sure he'll be back in the game sooner rather than later. And I hope he is, because the longer you are out of the game, the harder it is to get back in. And if he gets into the media side of it, then he probably won't get back into the game. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope that he... I, I almost hope he doesn't get too comfy doing the media stuff, because I think that would be a tremendous shame if Frank Lampard doesn't pursue a career in management. However, Charlie, does the fact that Lampard, a Chelsea legend, got sacked when you know they've come in off the back of a win, does that kind of show that that's why, over the years, Chelsea managers haven't always been given opportunities to young players? Because Frank gets brought through a load of youngsters really well in Ch- Chelsea, alongside spending some money. And if you're bringing in young players, you need to give them time, and he didn't get it. Is that why do you think Chelsea haven't always uh, brought through their youth team players? Yeah, it's, it's obviously going to be a, it's a hard decision to bring in young players because at the end of the day, it's your job on the line. If they don't perform, it's sort of it's on your chin because you've you've made the decision to let them play. But I think definitely he's done the he's done the right thing to actually come into the club and. Sort of let the young lads free a bit because uh, before that wasn't wasn't too many coming through. But obviously now you've got a lot of talent coming through. Well, talent's already been there, but it, I don't think it was ever let out really but under the likes of uh, the previous managers at Chelsea. But obviously coming through at Chelsea, 
doing well at Chelsea. Chelsea legend really sort of giving them a bit of a bit of freedom. I think it's kind of not bite him in the bullet a bit because uh, them sort of players have done better than the players that uh, he's brought in, anyways. But I think I think it definitely has an effect. Definitely. As uh, Tottenham go Tottenham go one 0 down at Wickham for the FA Cup. Maybe Tottenham Mourinho will well. be the next manager. Oh yeah, yeah, oh. No. yeah. Oh, I've seen the I've seen the team as well. Like, he's, he's put he's put out a strong side as well. Which yeah, very strong. They'll, they'll, they'll be so, back. Um, they'll be back. Um, okay, so we'll move on to you, Charlie. Now, but just before we kind of uh, let Andy give you a bit of a grilling, um, we have had a couple <laughs> of questions from the uh, from the live chat for you. So I'm going to uh, pick out a couple. Um, he says as he can't find them. But um, did you see your Spurs fan there, uh, Charlie? Is there like a family connection with that? Like, do your parents or the brothers support them uh, or whatever? Or not, just not really. There's nothing really in my family. As being apart from my dad being born in Liverpool, uh, London. Sorry, but no really family connection. So I just sort of grew up, grew up supporting them. I've always sort of being a bit of an underdog, underdog when they're playing. Not of any team, but coming on top a bit. Well, hopefully this season. No really family connection though. I just sort of fell in love with them. Okay. So it's quite a strange. T- it's quite. It's quite a strange team to support, isn't it? You know what I mean? For for mm. a, for a, I'm on about generation wise because they're not. They haven't been successful. You know what I mean? You you, you can yeah. go back the players. You know what I mean? Like the um, going back the years, Gary Lineker, Gaza. You know what I mean? Some of the players yeah. have had a White Hart Lane and obviously the new stadium and stuff. But you know what I mean? It's 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 unbelievable. You know what I mean? Players that they've brought through and uh, and they've had. Amongst the ranks, but yeah, it's uh, normally you're getting success, isn't it? You know what I mean. I'm a Leicester fan, or I'm a Man United fan, Man City fan, Liverpool fan. Yeah. People, people follow success. So it's, I, I think it's quite refreshing. You know, it's, it's re- refreshing for for people to support clubs and have an affinity with them and keep them close and follow them throughout. It's great. I think it's great. Yeah, that's why I support Cardiff because of all the glory over the years. It's, uh, it's <laughs> just... Uh, okay, so Craig uh, says, uh, question for Charlie. As a young player, would you rather be managed by a new young ex-player manager like Frank Lampard or uh, an experienced older manager like uh, Rafa Benitez, for example? It's a good question. Good question. Yeah, it's a good question. There have been there's probably positives and negatives on both, really. If it, if it was sort of like a new manager, he's probably wanting to win a lot of games, probably... Put his strongest, strong, uh, strongest side out, hoping that he keeps his job really, and then he'll sort of experiment in the future. Whereas if you had an older manager, he sort of knows the game, knows when to bring them in, stuff like that. But you could sort of, you could sort of when the, when the young players in, you've seen a lot of young managers give uh, give the young players a bit of time in the first team squads, which is which is which is good. But sometimes it can be too early. Do you know what I mean? And uh, you sort of ruin you ruin yourself too too early because sometimes you can come in and it, it's just too much to take in all at once. Yeah. But I'm not too sure really. I, I couldn't really decide on the spot what I'd want. Well, Andy, what about you, mate? Do you have like a preference when you were a player in terms of <sighs> would you have preferred someone who's maybe you could have even played with or like who's just come out of the game? No, I was maybe lucky. Like a, someone old school. Yeah, well, I was lucky that I had uh, I had two big influences in my career with, uh, with Brian Robson, who just came out of the game, just retired from Man United, joined Middlesbrough as a player manager. Um, he retired the season that I played, I, and he gave me my debut. So he was a he was classed as a as a young manager like Frank and and Stevie G and all all those kind of guys. But then obviously I signed for Cardiff under Lenny Lawrence, and Lenny was 
old school. You know, I mean, Lenny's Lenny. I think Lenny will admit that um, his ideas are old school. He has good coaches around him to to help him do the training and do things. He's a he's a very nice person to talk to. He's very knowledgeable when it comes to football. He knows he's been there, wore the t-shirt. So, for me, I, I wouldn't say I had a favourite out of the two. I think they both come with the with the strengths, the uniqueness. Um, but yeah, they're both both likable um, yeah. traits to have for me. You know what I mean? Because you need. I think you need you need to be. A very versatile. You need to be a man management. You need to be able to talk to players. You need to be able to galvanise them. But you need that also the respect as well. You know what I mean? And, uh, and one thing I found about when I went, when I signed for Cardiff was was Lenny. Lenny got that respect from the amount of games he he managed. You know, which okay. which you know what I, mean? I think a thousand games or whatever. I think during mm-hmm. my time he he hit his thousandth game. And obviously Brian Robson got that respect because he captained England and and won Premier Leagues and 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 was captain Marvel. So. You know what I mean? For me, as long as that word respect is is ticked, then for me it's a it's a no brainer for anybody. And players follow those kind of people around, don't they? You know, I'm, I don't know if Lenny's yeah. still at Newport, but he was at Newport not so long ago. I think last season he was. Um, and you know what I mean? That that speaks a thousand words for me. That that someone of of his experience, I'm not going to call, I'm not going to say age, but his his experience um, is still still, still involved strong. in the game. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Charlie Donna Perry says, what was your backup plan for a career if you hadn't signed for Carlisle United? It's quite... I did have a backup plan. It's quite drastic, to be fair, because uh, I've always been told I'd I'd sort of make it, but I'd always have a backup plan. My mum and dad always made us, and it was sort of to follow my cousin into the parachute, parachute regiment. I've always loved oh, stuff okay. like that, uh, sort of in the army, stuff like that. I like that's that. Awesome. Good answer. That is, that is and, and to be fair, Char- uh, uh, si, I've, I've, I've met Charlie's mum and dad and they're very grounded, they're very humble, um, fantastic people. And, uh, and yeah, so I, 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 did, I didn't know that answer was coming there, by the way. That's a great answer. <laughs> that's a fantastic answer. You know what I mean? That's, that's something that, you know what I mean? I know my dad's watching the show and I went on my work experience when I was a kid to, uh, to my dad's work. My dad used to draw pipes at K-Home Engineering and uh, I went there for work experience and it wasn't for me. Didn't like pencils, couldn't draw. Mm-hmm. So it was probably a wrong place for me to go, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I did my work experience in Giles Sports. And uh, on the last day, it's so like on the Friday of the last week, day, day of the week, they sent me to the other store, the other side of Cardiff, and told me to ask for a long wait and a skirting board ladder. And there I was, <laughs> like I was like a 15-year-old spotty kid, didn't really have a clue what was going on. And uh, I went and sat there for like an hour, and they said, oh, you can go now. Or, and then as I was walking out, they went, oh, or did you still want the skirting board ladder? I still didn't get it because at that time, I didn't know what a skirting board was. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll have that as well. But there you go. Israel, I suppose. Did you, did, you, did you get it? I got something, yeah. I got sent home. I was, I was not happy. But hey, it's the old, uh, yeah. Like Brian just said, it's the, the old tartan paint. Yeah, board ladders, classic. It's so classic. classic. They, they never get old. Um, your dad asked Charlie a question, which it was it was a really good question, and um, I can't find it. But yeah, it was basically um, to paraphrase, and I apologise to your dad if I get it slightly wrong. But obviously, over the shows, we've talked about the change now with uh, young players and youth players not doing chores around the ground, like cleaning boots, etc., stuff like that. Um, and I think it was something. To, kind of down that route with does Charlie do stuff like that around the ground or did he before but um, I can't find it so I can't say for definite but do they do they do that at all at any clubs 
like chores and things. Yeah, like well, that I'm not. I'm not too sure about uh, obviously higher up in the sort of Premier League and stuff like that. I'm not too sure about them sort of leagues, but as a as a YT, I, I I was cleaning boots, cleaning changing rooms, picking up picking up wet slips off the floor, putting them in the laundry and stuff like that. But I, I, since I signed my pro, uh, I haven't had to do any of that. Yeah, right, rightly so. By the way, rightly so. That's the cut-off yeah, point of when you when you sign your pro contract. But for me, just listening to that was it's refreshing because Music we spoke. Is, mate, yeah, because I think listen, we 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 had Robbie Stockdale on, who was uh, academy manager at Grimsby Town, and he said that he he instilled it, put it back in place. That it's so important. It grounds young people, young players. And for me, it was the happiest time of my life. I said it a couple of shows ago. And for me, it's the it's the it's the thing that young players need. You know what I mean? To clean boots and have that respect and have that. Have that opportunity to 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 earn the respect and earn the right to be a pro. You know what I mean? That, that's what it is. You earn the right to be a pro. It's not just about playing. It's the whole package. You know what I mean? On and off the pitch and and becoming good people and young people. <laughs> even Becky's even Becky's getting it. Even Becky's getting into it now. It's yeah, just no, outrageous, isn't it? Well, but no, for me, Stephen Is that what he is? That's quality. Yeah. Lovely. But no, it's great. That's great. That um, Charlie. That um, that. That those things are still instilled. So who's who's yeah. in charge of who's in charge of them, at Carlisle? Uh, well, it is the youth team boss. So uh, the Eric Kinder and uh, Mark Birch at the minute. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not too sure. That I'm. I don't know whether they're doing it at the minute just because of the COVID rules. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, sort yeah. of uh, isolate from each other in the little yeah. bubbles and that. But I'm, they definitely still do. Yeah. Yeah. How did you yeah, feel, Charlie, things. about doing those uh, those chores and the jobs and stuff around the ground, like <laughs> as a young as a YTS, like, yeah. did you kind of not enjoy it and feel a bit like you shouldn't have to do it? Or did, was it, like Andy said, like quite a lot of fun and you're just kind of getting getting on with it and stuff? I'm genuinely yeah. interested, like, how young players now view it compared to, yeah. you know, back in the black and white days when Andy was playing. Yeah, well, obviously, obviously at the time, I'm not going to lie, I, I didn't like it. I always used to try and get out with them, but I always had to do them in the end. To get away on time. The faster you did it, the faster you could get away at three o'clock and that. But now with the now now that I look back on it, it was important because you do you do learn. It's like simple tasks like that. You learn you, you do learn a lot from them. And it's only sort of now that I don't have to do them really. You sort of learn. You, you feel lucky that you don't have to do it. So you do learn a lot from them. Mm, I totally agree. I, I think it's important. Listen, side there's, there's there's days that. When I say it's the happiest time of my football life, it was really happy time and about a two-year period. But it was days when someone's telling me to to pick something up, and my reaction wasn't the greatest. And I told him in no certain terms that I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? And just and stormed up in the you know in the changing rooms because the long days you get in, you're the first one in, you're the last one out. You know I mean, this is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. You've got college as well. You've got games. It's you 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 you're doing night games. It's it's the long long days. Some of these times, you know what I mean? What players players go through, but it's about for me, it's about finding um, finding true people and true professionals because you know what I mean. You, you, you get rid of the weak sometimes. You know what I mean. I know that sounds like quite quite vicious, but it's it's true. You know what I mean because it takes a lot and quite and a lot of dedication to be a footballer. You know what I mean. And that's and that's living the right way. It's um, eating, sleeping, drinking football, so to speak. It's 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 not socialising. It's not doing the things what you what you, what you want to do or you should be doing in in, in other people's eyes. And um, but yeah, and, and jobs are well, jobs are. For me, a, a pivotal part of, of that as a young person. Yeah, hundred percent. I um, 
I'm a big advocate of it. Obviously, probably because I never had to do, never had to do. I'm being not good enough to play football myself. But um, Charlie, one thing I was kind of interested in um, to hear ask you was, um, uh, I've got uh, three teenage boys who all, well, two of them play football, and um, I just kind of interested in how you kind of got scouted and that kind of came about and you started playing academy football. What was the, was there a particular game or did they watch you for a while? Was it a bit of luck? Yeah. um, Well, it it took quite a while to be fair. I used to play for a Sunday league team and a Saturday league team. So I was always playing Saturday, Sunday for a few years. And uh, it would be every year or every, every sort of summer, that Carl, like Carla would come and uh, try and try and take me, and I'd always go for the trial, but they'd always they'd always want us. But my dad my dad never let us until I let us join until I was um, I think about fifteen because he he wanted me to earn sort of a bit of because clubs like that you don't really you don't really win any trophies you don't really win any medals and stuff like that. He wanted me to do the Sunday league sort of get getting tough enough a bit, and then I could go see if I was ready ready then. He's sort the way he says it to me sort of goes. Uh, you never know what might have happened. Sometimes they just get you. Then you're too young. They just sort of drop you out. But if you keep carrying on, and they keep asking for you, then you're obviously doing something right. You're going in the right direction. You're not. You're obviously what they think you are. So it was when I when I went to William Howard, uh, my secondary school, that my dad finally let us join. But he he wasn't he wasn't uh, wasn't a big fan of it at the start. I think you want me just to do like a bit of a normal job. Is it? Is it right? Am I right to thinking, Charlie, that if you do sign for a club, you, you, you're then not allowed to play for your Sunday league team yeah. as well? Is that is that right? So once you sign yeah. there, and and I think that's probably. I'm not saying that I don't. I know, I know the reason why I did it. You know what I mean? But that's why. Um, that's why a lot of people like their child to continue playing with the mates because yeah. it grounds them a little bit they're, they're guaranteed more regular football there's a lot more competitive football and the, and the leagues which are, are available now are competitive very competitive you know yes they might not get the training uh, as many times as professional clubs do if that's three times a week but and I know there's a lot more um, uh, scientific training you know what I mean um, conditioning etc what, what goes on now in academies and stuff and, and at football clubs but for me sometimes kids should be kids and kids need yeah. to play football with the mates and, and enjoy it and still have that passion, you know, that I, I was quite I was quite similar, you know, that I didn't sign for Middlesbrough until I was 14 um, and people had already signed for 12-year-old, 10-year-old and it, mm-hmm. part, part of me started to think, have I missed the boat? Have I missed the opportunity to sign for a club? Well, there's a lot more clubs to go, to go, to go and play for, so yeah. I'll, I'll try here, I'll try there and it's, and it's it's sometimes timing's everything. You know what I mean? I know I know somebody put something yeah. in there about about timing, and you know what I mean. People yeah. hold you back for the right reasons, and you know what yeah. I mean. Obviously, the, your your dad's reasoning behind it was fantastic, and uh, and just keeps you hungry for me. You know what I mean? And and and, yeah. and I was lucky. I was lucky. I had that I had that support mechanism at home where uh, my brother played football, and uh, my my dad pushed him, which I saw, and my mum pushed pushed us both, and dad pushed me as well. And it was. Yes, it's. I think it's family. Family plays a huge part in young players and success, which I think is key for me. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. The other thing um, is, so oh, I completely gone. I forgot. I, mean, I had a question then, and I just completely. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. So, and um, there's a boy when my boy was playing under sevens football. So, like his first season of football, there was one boy in his team who was phenomenal. He is. 
really good. Um, so, and he's Cardiff signed him at seven, like their seven. first year of playing football, yeah. And um, he was no longer, by the time he went into under eight the following season, he was no longer allowed to play school football. He was no longer allowed to play for the team they played for. And he was no longer allowed to, he was asked not to go and play football in the park with his mates because they wanted to protect their investment, I guess. Um, and my issue with that is, like, you're taking away all those different things. Like, playing football with your mates is where you try out things that you would never do in training, necessarily. Um, playing on a Saturday is where you build relationships and you learn how to be a footballer. Um, playing for your school is how you, you know, do the same thing. It's like a lot, and I almost feel like in some ways clubs, I know they've got to take it seriously, don't get me wrong, but like seven seems very young to do that. Do too you young. agree with that, Mitch? Too, too, too young. Too young. I think yeah. it needs, kids have, to, kids have to be kids. Kids have to make some, some, some errors. They have to, um, they've got to be allowed to grow up in their own, in their own different ways. And I, I just think it's unfair to put that kind of pressure on a, on a, on a seven, eight-year-old boy to become a professional footballer because what happens if he gets to 15, 16 and he doesn't make it? You know what I mean? He's going to feel as though he's let people down. Where does he turn? Because he's known nothing else apart from this way, this way, this way. And then if he signs for another club, clubs do things so differently. For me, there's an opportunity and the good thing about football and Charlie mentioned there about, about, about getting held back and then going on trial. You know what I mean? Going on trial because you go on trial, you see if you like it. If it, the club might like you, but you might not like the way that coaches do it. You might not like the way the clubs run. You know what I mean? So you're, you're sussing, you're sussing them out at the same time that they're sussing you. And I think that's important as well. And, and sometimes there's a lot of onus on parents um, pushing their kids into a, a certain direction because they didn't make it, you know? And, 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 and I think that, that goes with pressure of um, if you play football yourself, that you want your kids to become a professional footballer because you made it or you didn't make it. And I think that's sometimes a little bit unfair, you know, I think, um, you know what I mean? I'm, People say to me, do, do I wish that I had, I had boys so I could, they could be professional footballers? Well, now I've got three girls, so I still, want, I still want my girls to play professional football. It's irrelevant, you know what I mean? One of my girls plays football at a good level. and um, I, hope, I hope she becomes a professional footballer or plays at a level that, that, that she's happy on. She, she, she can excel at. And as long as she does that, those kind of things, then, then, then I'll be happy. I just think there's too much pressure put on young people to be, to be footballers. But can you imagine if they like took her, like said to you and to your daughter, right? You're not allowed to play football for anyone else. You're not allowed to play football with their friends. You're not allowed to go with the school. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's I wouldn't happen. I just, yeah, it wouldn't happen. It's, it's frustrating. It wouldn't happen. Uh, Charlie Martin, Martin wants to know: Does someone clean your boots now? Then <laughs> I wish uh, not at the minute because because uh, of the COVID stuff. Not at the yeah. minute now. I'm sorry, and I cut you off there. No, it's all right. I see. I see. I, I like. I like that. Obviously, COVID. COVID apart, but. Um, when you've got like a, a young a young pro and you've got a white desk cleaning boots, you know what I mean. That I uh, I used to always love Christmas because Christmas was the best time of of, uh, of the year because you used to always get a little bit of a bonus from your from your boot boy. And always the young pros always paid better than the uh, than the players on big money, by the way. So just to throw that out there, yeah. you know what I mean. There we go. Um, a couple more questions for Charlie. Uh, Gavin said, uh, "What made you take up football?" I'm not, I'm not too sure, really. I never really had anyone in my family that sort of played football. My my dad was into sort of rugby, cricket, boxing, sort of other sports. But I think he wanted to push me into football a little bit. So 
sort of around the age of seven, eight, I used to just go down to my local club and just play on a Saturday. I think I just sort of fell in fell in love really, but there's no really no one really pushing me into the sport. I played a lot of sports when I was younger, but I think football just there's just something about it that you just you don't get it with other sports really. Yeah. I, I I I totally agree. I think there's I think it's regrets as well for me. You know what I mean? That that that, that if you're talented, and you're good at something, and 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 someone's given you that ability to to give something back to other people, and I mean and I mean supporters who can who can watch talented footballers play, and um, obviously when fans are allowed back in, by the way, um, and just and, and and pass that on to to other people and play for, play with mates, keep healthy, keep fit. You know what I mean? It's just there's nothing better. You know what I mean? Because it, it's like it's like a hobby, but you get paid for it at the same time. It's like it's great. Yeah, yeah. It cost me that about twenty quid, twenty quid a week. <laughs> um, so Kate Charles has uh, asked a question, which I'm going to kind of paraphrase. But basically, uh, obviously, we've all seen interviews with various footballers over the years about initiations and things like this, whether it's running around the stadium naked or singing in front of the team, whatever it may be, you know, all days. these different things over the Good years. Good days. Good days, um, then. Do they have things like initiations and stuff when you get into the first-team squads these days, Charlie? Or is that a thing of the past? No, they, do, they definitely still do it. I think it's just a way of sort of embracing your nerves, really, getting over it and getting... sort of let the lads have a laugh at you because then you sort of don't really care about anything else. Yeah, if, they're all, if they're laughing at you, you about singing and stuff like that, especially if you're bad, but uh, no, they still definitely do it. Listen, Sai, if you can if you, you can sing, do? if you can sing in front of a changing room full of twenty five people, yeah, then when you're playing in, when you're playing when you're playing football in front of four thousand people, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know what I mean? Because you're doing something you're good at. Your what's the worst thing that's going to happen for Charlie? Falls over during a game. Well, you know what I mean. So what? You know what I mean? I've just I've just sung in front of twenty five of my mates. You know what I mean? What's? Yeah. There's nothing more. There's nothing more nerve wracking than that. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it, football's yeah. easy compared to that. That's what I meant. Unless you're a phenomenal singer like myself, and then it just comes naturally to you. Um, yeah. I fully expect my wife to comment again now because I am not a good singer. Um, uh, what else have we got? There was a couple of good questions for Charlie. Oh, Donna now. It might just be me, Andy, but does this seem a bit aggressive? It says, Donna says, have you ever been injured, Charlie? It's like, oh, seems like a threat. Yeah. No, I haven't, yeah, I haven't really had any. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really had any serious injuries, to be fair. I'm quite lucky in that way. Not yet, hopefully, touch wood. But uh, just the sort of little little sprains, little ankle injuries, nothing major. A couple of my mates and having... It just doesn't out for half a season, out for a season. I just don't. I don't really know how I do it, really. But I, I'm lucky. Lucky that hasn't happened yet. What about uh, we just said there about 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 little injuries? Uh, so then we then I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about then lifestyle and recovery and things. But so how important is recovery, Charlie? Then after games, um, yeah. If you are if you have got injuries and things, you know what I mean? Because I I'll talk about recovery. My recovery after um, after a game back in what. 2003, 2004 used to be a um, couple of pints in the players' lounge after a game, going to town, have a few more pints, have a have a curry, uh, a few more pints, wake up, go on the go on the drink all day Sunday with a couple of players, and then you go to train the next day, and, and the, the cycle starts again. You know what I mean? So you're not giving yourself your body yeah. chance to recover. You're not giving your your legs. Uh, you know what I mean? And then you probably wondered why you were tired. You probably wonder why you were picking up silly little injuries every three, yeah. four, five weeks and things. But how important is recovery to you? And 
how important or do you get it drummed into you all the time by coaches and physios and stuff? Well, definitely. Even as a even as a young player, obviously as you get older, recovery is obviously more important. Your body's aging, but even as a young player, you still you still need to recover because you you want to be hundred percent for training on Monday. And sometimes playing ninety minutes on a Saturday and maybe a bit more extra time stuff like that, you can you can sort of stiffen up. And obviously, if you've got a game Tuesday, you need to you need to prepare right. You need to eat the right things, uh, drink drink a lot of dehydrate, uh, water to stay dehydrated and uh, you just got to, it's definitely definitely one of the most important things in the game, the, your recovery. It helps in a lot of ways. I think, uh, I think Si, as well, I think, uh, you, I can go back to probably 96 when I first made my debut and people used to make a big thing about uh, pre-match meals and, and eating the right things before a game because I can eat rubbish on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then eat pasta on a Friday, and you think you're going to play well on a Saturday. Yeah, it's just yeah. the biggest myth in the world because it's people say 48 hours don't drink for 40 hours before a, before a game, and it's it's you know I mean drink now has gone out the window. It's not involved in football anymore, and I think that's the that's a good thing. Um, Charlie, you'll be happy. Um, it's a good <laughs> thing for, for for in football terms, but I think recovery is, and I'm finding it now that um, obviously play for the over 40s. I'm 41 year old. I think I'm 40. Am I 41? I think I'm 41. Um, and I'm taking, I'm playing Saturday, and I, I'm struggling on a Thursday, stroke Friday morning. I'm start, starting to recover, and then I'm thinking I've got to do it again tomorrow. And it's, it's the mental side for me. It's the, it's the physical side. But Charlie said that about about cool down, warm downs, and, and recovering after games for extra time and things. I never really heard of a warm down and a cool down till I was probably 30, 31, 32, and by then I was a little bit blasé about it. I used to mess around. I didn't take it seriously. I so wish I'd, I'd probably grown up a little bit and it was, was, I was a little bit more mature when it came to these kind of things with the young players because I, um, yeah, when, when I was supposed to be warming down and cooling down, I did tend to be a little bit of an idiot and mess about. So, it's, I guess it's what you know, though, isn't it? Like, we know a lot more about the human body and about fitness and about diet and so, like the science side of football these days than we did back then, mate. And you're right, like with the warm down thing that was something that when me and you were kind of charlie's age or like a little bit older a bit of younger just wasn't a thing you know mm. um, now, listen si, how, how much uh, you would have got laughed at you would have got laughed at if you'd uh, if you'd have done it if you'd have done it on yeah. your own after a game and uh, 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 or the next day uh, you got laughed out of the change room it would have been it would have been quite embarrassing you know the people there was a way to do it and it didn't happen in football unfortunately you know what i mean but football evolved and and uh, I know we spoke about him a few weeks ago, Sam Allardyce, you know what I mean? He evolved football and if it wasn't for Sam's ideas about warming up properly, cooling down properly, raising heart rates to certain levels, red zones, you know what I mean? These kind of things, are, they've evolved football and for the better, you know what I mean? I think, and, and it's helping me as, me as a person now, as an ex-player, have a healthier lifestyle and be fitter now, probably than I was as a player, which is quite scary really, but I now eat better than I did as a, as a professional footballer. I don't drink as much as I used to when I was a professional footballer. I exercise more than I did when I was a professional footballer. It's just, it's crazy, really. It's absolutely crazy. That's, um, that is, that is quite mad, isn't it? That, like, you're, but, I'm probably lighter than I was as a professional footballer as well, which is just, it's madness. Madness. Mm. Uh, Martin Spade says, what goals does Charlie have with regards to his football career? And uh, what doubts... Go. I think I feel as though you've got a. You can have a lot of goals in life, and then you've got your obviously your highest one. You can sort of. I like to do them in little 
little sort of segments. So you get to this place and then you go again. Instead of just aiming for one big thing, I like to I like to sort of get a little achievement and then keep going each up each time. But to me, uh the last few years it's been it's been getting the YT contract, getting the pro contract and then getting on the bench, getting in the first team, starting. Sort of little goals really and I hope one day that uh obviously I can get into the bigger my bigger goals which I've obviously got into sort of like the championship. Uh, uh, regret, uh, I'm not too sure about the rest. It's, it's, I, I think I think doubts and self doubts. I think uh, I think they're they're just as important as as goals for me, side because they're the things yeah. that get you. Uh, they're the things that will keep you on your toes and keep you keep you keep you dreaming and keep your aspirations lower. You know what I mean? Charlie mentioned there. You know what I mean? That the championship. You know what I mean? That that I, I remember being Charlie's age and my. If somebody asked me that question at Charlie's age, I'd have said play for England, because that's that's the kind of that, that was the kind of mentality that people you, you look too far ahead. You know what I mean? And for me now, I, I, you know, I mean Charlie's obviously got a got an absolute level head on his shoulders, which is absolutely fantastic. But to have those short term goals, which for me is is absolutely dream, because you know what I mean. That uh, looking at short term, short term, short term, and having that long vision, which is always a the aspiration in the, in, the, in, the, in the long term, which is important, because that could be a, a Carlisle United. It could be at another club. Who knows? Because listen, the position the Carlisle United are in right now, they potentially could be in League One next year, and another, another yeah. good season they could be in Championship. And, it, and, and and by the time Charlie knows it, he's a he's a Championship player in in a season and a half, which is unthinkable. But it's it can happen. You know what I mean? You see you see dreams, but you know what I mean. I I, I remember the same thing that you, you make your dreams because you don't think about moving clubs. Clubs moving clubs is something that. Never really crushes my mind. It never really crossed my mind. When I was at Middlesbrough, I wanted to play in the Premier League Championship. I wanted to play back in the Premier League because I didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? And you leave the same as Cardiff City. When I was at Cardiff City, my aspiration was was to play back in the Premier League, and that was in, when I was in League One. You know what I mean? Because I knew I had a dream, and I knew Sam had a dream, and I knew Lenny had a dream, and I knew the players had a dream, and your your dreams have all sometimes got to be in sync and matching. And if they they all matching and they are in sync, then you've got an opportunity to succeed. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. And the other thing, I think, um, just going on what like Charlie was saying about breaking things into little targets, I think that is such a sensible and uh, it's a mature, really mature way to look at it. Because so often when people have got ambitions or goals, and like even now myself, like I'm forty this year, and like as you know, and a lot of a lot of my goals are like long term, mm. but like I focus so much on the long term. That sometimes you get lost and you miss out on the actual all the little short-term goals that you're achieving along the way. Yeah. But I think when you break it into short-term goals, you're constantly um, hitting those goals. Do you see what yeah. I mean? So like you've yeah, got like totally that pos- positivity yeah. all the time. Isn't but it? but I, I I like that though as well though because you said there about about missing things. You know what I mean? And 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 the way that Charlie does it that he. He doesn't miss those goals and, and achieves them, and I, I wouldn't say tick them off, but enjoy them. You know what I mean. Whereas if you miss something good, then you can't enjoy it if you missed it. You know, I think it's. You know, I mean, you've got to enjoy what you're doing, and you know what I mean. For me, it's it's playing football is great. You know what I mean, and and you yeah you, you, you try and play as long as you can. You play at the best level you can, and it's 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 the best job in the world. But it's the best hobby in the world with a struggle that you get paid for at the same time. Hundred uh, percent. Ian wants to know, Andy, if you've still got the legs like nine, uh, two thousand and three. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I can still run. 
I think I'm. I just, yeah, just they just don't work as for long as, as, as I'd like them to. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, Jack, in, I'm you still outrun Danny Shittle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Leave him for dust, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He'll, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be bigger now. I'll still be the same size. He'll be, he'll be, he'll put, he'll put, he'll put a bit more beef on. Indeed. Um, uh, Charlie Stewart Campbell and his dad asks, "What's better, scoring a goal or keeping a clean sheet?" It's a good question, by the way, Charlie, because we had this we had this same question to another defender who was on the show, and uh, it'd be interesting to see if your uh, answers match. <laughs> being a well, defender for me, uh, well, I obviously used to be I used to be a fullback, and uh, obviously I used to love I used to love scoring goals. But for me, I've, as I've sort of matured and gone into more of a centre back role, I feel I feel as though I feel as though like sort of clearances or blocks on the line or stopping stopping the opposition score in any sort of way I feel as though that's so much better than a goal well sort of, if I scored I'd, I'd, I'd feel good obviously you obviously do but uh, I love I love uh, like I don't know I don't know how, really how to describe it I just love defending and uh, it's just sort of a better feeling for me that's a great answer. It's a different, a different answer to the way that we had Michael Morrison on. Michael plays for uh, plays for Reading, and we were quite we, we fell on our feet really with Michael because Michael played on the Saturday morning. We had the show on the Monday. Michael scored. Michael scored the winning goal against uh, Nottingham Forest, beat him two 0 He scored the second goal, and, um, and we asked him the questions just straight out. I think we did ask the same same question, yeah. and he said, oh, "Scoring a goal because I scored at the weekend." Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> It's 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 one of them things, you know what I mean. But like I, I know what you're saying, you know what I mean. Because I I used to I used to know players who um, we would win, we would win four or five one, and they would come in the changing room after we won five one, and they would come in screaming and shouting that they hadn't kept a clean sheet, and it'd just be like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Like, well, I'll steady on a little bit. We've won the game, but goalkeepers, defenders, fullbacks, defensive yeah. midfielders, you know what I mean? I, Willie Boland, like Willie used to be horrible for it. He'd be, he'd come in after a game and he would he would shout and scream because. It affects people, and it's it's like their goal. It's like the you know what I mean. They set out at the start of the game to, yeah. to achieve that short term goal in that game to do that. Whereas yeah. you know what I mean. It's as a centre forward, you you judged on your goals. And so if you get beat five three, you score three goals. You've done your job, but you're still disappointed. But it's 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 having those aspirations yourself during the game. Clean sheet clearances, yeah. Um, shots on target for a centre forward. Crosses for a for a winger. The, the the little things are so important for each player in each position. Yeah. Um, as you know, uh, Andy, Willie Boland changed my life for the better. He did, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I love that. It's my favourite thing. Uh, Donna says, Charlie, who is the most famous footballer that you have in your phone book or your phone? Uh, Good question. Famous footballer? Uh, I, don't, I don't have many. I don't have any, really, to be fair. I've got my... I've got my pals and stuff. One obviously moved to for, from Carlisle to Everton, Jared Branthwaite. But I don't, I don't think I have any others. Obviously, the lads that play at Carlisle and stuff. But I'd say I'd say Jared Branthwaite at Everton now at uh, now on loan at Blackburn. He means me. He means me. He means me. He means me. I don't. He means me. That was set up. That was set up. That that was set up. That and he didn't answer it properly, did he? <laughs> Nah, I, le- I, I completely I just, forgot about that one. Yeah. Left, left you. Well, one, one thing I will say while while we're, while we're on this, because somebody asked a question at the start about uh, about the injury to Dale Fry, and I want to I want to on this show put it to bed because um, obviously Jared was involved in in the incident yesterday with Dale Fry, and 
Um, people have been quite critical of of the of the young lad about what he did, and for me, he tried to win the ball. It was a mis- misjudgment. It was a it was yes, it was a bad tackle, but it didn't mean it. He wasn't looking at the man. It was it was it, for me. It was a complete accident. Yes, it was a penalty and a, and a, and a foul, but for me, that's another that's another issue. You know what I mean? For me, I don't think he meant it. Horror injury, shocking. Um, and as long as um, as long as Dale's all right, I think we can move on and forget about the whole thing. For me. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, okay, I load. I shouldn't have mentioned that because like a load of people have just said, "What did Willie Boland do?" Yeah, no, I'm. And then my missus just came into the chat and she was like, "I can hear my my." She said, "My ears are burning, Willie Boland." Uh, when then Gaz has just put, "What did Willie Boland do?" Right, I'll tell it at the end of the show. I'm not telling it yeah. because I want to talk yeah, to, tell to Charlie about it. Tell the end. Uh, one things. thing I, w- I want to talk about, Charlie. We were mentioned earlier on about social media, and uh, you, you you said about uh, about good uh, as long as it's used properly. Obviously, you're on social media. Um, obviously, I follow you on social media. I see I see what you post, which is which is always always fantastic. It's always always nice and positive and things, and you know what I mean. And you, and you can use it for whatever. But is is social media an extra pressure on a young footballer to be to be to be perceived as something? Do you feel any pressure to be on social media and write certain things? Um, I can I can see why I can see why a lot of professional footballers think that. Obviously, I'm not. I'm obviously 19 years old. I'm only just started starting to make my career. But obviously, if if I was sort of a little bit older and I'd had a bit more experience in the first team. I got my name out a bit more. If people sort of knew, as I could see why, why people say it's a bit of a uh, distraction and stuff like that. Because you get a lot of, you get a lot of people that you don't know, and you, a lot of people that don't even follow you that see what you post. Sometimes, it's 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 on there for the world to see. Really, it's not just who you follow and who follows you. I feel as though it's out there for everyone to see. So you've got to sort of post things that you can. That you can, no one can sort of bring any negativity to. Really, are you uh, are you a kind of person who will post something and then read comments back if a lot of people have commented? So you you know what I mean? So you, you, let's say you put a post out there, it might, it might be about football, it might be about anything. I don't, I don't really, it doesn't really matter. But would you yeah. read everyone's comments, good or bad? Yeah, definitely. I'd always I'd always read them. I was trying uh, if it's a, if even if it is a bad comment, I'd always read it and just. You always say just take it on the chin stuff like that, but things do things do like uh, things like that do affect you. You can't you can't really say that it do, it doesn't. But the best advice is people tell you just to sort of ignore it and that. But sometimes it can get to you, the little comments and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think I think I listen to I, I, high profile mistakes on Twitter. Uh, I'm probably up there with the with the best of them, but it's. Um, there's there's reasons why people post on Twitter. You know what I mean? That we 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 spoke at, ha- at long lengths about Jude Bellingham. You know what I mean? That obviously Jude, young player, Birmingham City, made his debut at 16 years old. Ended up signing for Borussia Dortmund at 17. His Twitter, whoever whoever does his Twitter, by the way, should get knighted alone for how mm. how they've embraced um, the stick he got for um, retiring his shirt, his move to um, a world class football club. How he seems to be a, a grounded young man uh, is, is is fantastic, you know. And then yeah, we spoke about Paul Pogba, we spoke about Jesse Lingard, we spoke about other people. Um, yeah, I'll put me, myself in that bracket, you know. what I mean, the tweet that I put out about Dave Jones. When you're in a bad mood and you write things and put it on a platform, which once it's out there, it's out there. Forget you're deleting it because for me, I don't. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not. A big, I'm not a big fan of that. If you put something out there. 
Yeah. And it's good or bad, do not delete it. Because you put it out there, because people can screenshot and it's out there forever. So, you know what I mean? Live and die by what you put. You know what I mean? I, I put it out there. Do I regret it? No. You know what I mean? Would I have changed it if I did it again? Possibly. Yeah, I might have reworded it a little bit. But listen, it got, it got, it got people talking. It got my point across. Frustration, anger, whatever. And You know what I mean? I'm, I like players being real. I like players being relevant. You know what I mean? It stands out like a mile certain players not doing their own social media and, and, and thanking fans after games, you know what I mean? And you know what I mean? For me it's just fake, it's just it's plastic. You know what I mean? Let players be let players be their own person and, and engage with fans and have conversations with you know like Charlie said, he reads every comment, you know what I mean? So if if that means that you send a laughing emoji back because it's it's not a very good comment, then yeah, do it. But if someone mm-hmm. sent something really nice and you want to engage and have a conversation with them about about something, then that should be allowed as well because we're we got we're all human beings. We're all we're all in the in the in the limelight in, in on the on the yeah. on the bus come back from a game, and I think it's it's important that players and fans have that relationship because they don't have it in real life because it's players are quite separated. Where social media, they can have that they can have that relationship together with players. I um the one thing I just on the internet thing and like social media is the one thing I say to all my kids with social media and internet generally is. Don't put anything on there that you're not happy with the whole world seeing, basically. Because once you put something on the internet, even if you think it's encrypted, private, whatever it may be, it's not. It's there forever, and that's it. And I think, like, I'm really, I've been really impressed with like the way Charlie's answered a load of different questions tonight and just talked about things like social media. It's very like mature way of looking at it and like we've said and multiple times we are so glad that there was no social media when we were 18 I'd 19 be, 20 i'd be in, Mate, i'd be i'd be in a right mess i'd be in a right mess employable uh, i was i, w- I wouldn't uh, i wouldn't be allowed i wouldn't be allowed on this show now let's put it that no. way i wouldn't be wouldn't be allowed on it it's just listen you make mistakes and you learn by your mistakes but sometimes those mistakes yeah. you know I mean, you, when those you, mistakes you, are there forever the video the camera, the video. People will let you forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Charlie, you know what I mean. The video camera must be, it must be, it must be quite, it must be quite harrying seeing it as a player because people can video you when you're playing football. They can video you it when you're after a game in a car park, getting into a car. It could be anything. And for me, it's. I, I, I'm not a big fan of it. You could be in a restaurant. You could be with your mum and dad. You could be with your girlfriend. You could be with anybody you mates, and it's. It must be a. Is it a nightmare? Is it? Is it something that you've just got to get used to? Is it like it's just? Uh, obviously, per, uh, personally, I haven't experienced it yet. Hopefully, I will in the future. I'm not too sure about that one, but oh, I, I could see. I can see why. I can definitely see why. Because it's sort of you're trying to just be a normal person, really, and you just try and enjoy yourself with your family, with your with your friends, and stuff like that. And I can see why it can get annoying. People coming into your face and taking photos and stuff like that, not without you even knowing sometimes. Uh, sort of, uh, I can see. I can definitely see why. Ian's Ian's bang on there. I'd I'd, I'd have got fined every week. I would have got fined every week because it's like um, taking a photo somewhere where it shouldn't have been. It should have been. It could have been. Uh, yeah, it would have been a nightmare for me. Would have been. Yeah. I think. I think it would be a it would be a proper proper like downer for me. It would have, it would have, it would have. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked it. It'd have been wouldn't problematic. Have problematic. Yeah, it would have been a nightmare. Would have been a nightmare. Would have been a nightmare. But then social media side, but for me, it doesn't that coincide with pressure on young players, Charlie? So, do you? Do you must make it harder. I yeah. Think, do you feel? To grow up do you, in the social media era. 
Yeah. Do you feel do you feel more pressure to be a footballer because you you've seen other people be footballers? You, obviously, you, you're in a in a bubble. Well, I, I, pardon the pun. You're in a bubble with footballers at the minute with uh, being at, being at a football club. Um, do you feel pressure to be a to, to make it as a player to be a player? You know what I mean. You got, you got young lads looking up to you. You got lads who you who your friends with you coming through. You know what I mean. You'll have had young lads who probably and friends who didn't get a contract at, um, as a first year pro after YTS. And does that put more pressure on you? Does it put less pressure on you? How does how does that work? Yeah, definitely. It definitely puts a, a bit of pressure on you. Uh, I'm not too sure about how much, but it definitely puts a bit of pressure on you because you see. Social media, you can see anyone really, can't you? And you can sort of see other clubs, people that you know. You can you can just see how they how they're getting on and stuff like that. You can see you can see how anyone can get on really. Definitely has a lot of pressure and a lot of sort of responsibility to it. Because I mean, it's, whatever you put on, that's sort of like it's on you. It's not on anyone else. You can't can't blame anyone. That's on you. It's pressure. It's pressure unfair, Charlie. Because obviously we spoke there about 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 lads getting released. You know what I mean? That, that was one. That's one thing that I always remember. Um, always remember uh, the day of lads getting released at YTS and not getting that opportunity to, to to become a pro footballer and and the guilt that I felt that I got offered a contract, whereas lads in my yeah. position, lads who I class as really good friends still that. They didn't get that opportunity, and listen. There's never, a, there's never, there's never any animosity. There's never any hard words. It was just, I just felt horrible no. at the time that that I got offered something that they didn't. Yeah, definitely, because you spend, you spend often, you spend about two years with them, and you get, you get to know them quite well. You get to be quite friendly, and one, when, when you get something good, and it's obviously the opposite news for them, and obviously growing up with them and stuff like that, you sort of, you, you do feel bad. You do feel. There's obviously never any hatred or anything like that, you, but you do feel like there, it has changed, and you do you do feel a lot. You do feel quite bad, yeah. Mm. But also, you've also got to see the other point, haven't you? The, the, you know what I mean? And I, I think I felt guilty, um, but then also I thought I felt very relieved and, and very lucky that that I was chosen to push my yeah. career forward in a, in, a, in a different direction, and that if I did feel sorry for myself, then. I wouldn't get this opportunity, and, and, and I, I, I'd regret it in the long run. So I mean, sometimes you've got to be selfish. Sometimes you've got to be, um, yeah, very honest and open with yourself. That that you only get this, you only get this opportunity in life once. Because if you don't take it, someone else will take your opportunity at the same time. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Indeed, um, your dad wants to know what happened to Magnificent Seven and. Yeah, I've seen that. Which, I've seen which, that. Is he? Uh, has he been asleep for the last hour? Right. You must have missed the new one. Must he's too busy. He's too busy sending. He's too busy sending messages on WhatsApp because they keep popping up on my phone. Stop it! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Stop it. Um, one thing I'd like to I like to talk about Charlie is uh, is 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 players who 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 you copy, replicate, aspire to be. You know what I mean? So who's who's the one player or two players who who are your heroes? Who you aspire to be? Are there are there, are there Tottenham players? Are there old Carlisle United players? Or are there just somebody out there out out yeah, the left I mean, field? Yeah, obviously when I say this, I think I'll I'll get a bit of stick. But even even the likes of John Terry, I, I do look up to him. Even though he's a Chelsea player, I do look up to him. I feel as though him and uh, the Rio Ferdinand, I feel as though they are they are probably one of the best the best uh, best centre backs in the Premier League ever. Really, the way I, the way I see it. But definitely them two, definitely Rio Ferdinand and. Uh, John Terry. So what is it about the, what I is it about them both? Because obviously both very different defenders, yeah. aren't they? You know, I mean, look at John. Yeah. For me, John didn't really. He, he, well, he didn't. He didn't play. Um, 
as in as in as in much on the ball. He just pure defender, yeah. headed everything, kicked everything, and it was a proper defender yeah. where Rio's Rio's Rolls Royce comes out with the ball and likes to get on the mm. ball like yourself and and stuff. So do you try and take traits off of of different well, players and trying to add them in? Yeah, definitely off both of them because, like you said, they are different players but play the play the same position. Uh, it is really sort of because they're both really sort of wear the heart on the sleeve, which I, which I like as a defender because. If it, uh, you're sort of like the back line, so you're sort of like the you've got to be like a brick wall sometimes, and that's what I like about John Terry. He's like no nonsense, uh, sort of no nonsense defender, and I, I like that about him. And with yeah, the real third and yeah, I think one thing, one thing, one thing about 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 John. Just talking about John, one thing what always sticks in my head about what what he did was uh, was the day that he played in the cup final and he got knocked out trying to trying to head the ball in there in, in, in for the off the corner. And I just think if one moment um, explains how important a, a player is who just puts his head where people wouldn't put the feet, was that moment yeah. for me? You know what I mean? And John just. You know, what I mean, he doesn't get the credit what he deserves because of his uh, because of his issues, what he did off the field and 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 things. Sometimes everyone forgets what kind of a player he was and how good he was. You know, what I mean, he was a leader, Chelsea yeah. captain, England captain. He's won so many caps, he's won so many trophies. I think sometimes it's disrespectful. Whereas yeah. Rio, well, Rio's Rolls Royce, Rio had yeah, Rio had everything. Really yeah, Rio had everything yeah. and more. But is that is that somebody who you who you look at um, as a as a ball playing defender coming out with the ball and. And, and picking yeah. a pass and, and just being comfortable is that is that is that is that is that nearly right? Yeah, that's definitely on Rio Ferdinand. That sort of part of it, yeah, definitely. Which I think is important, though, is it? Because I remember I'm going back in the going back in the day. I think it was about '94. Was it '94, '95? Rio came to Middlesbrough on trial um, before he signed for West Ham, and uh, Rio came as a centre forward. So I was uh, I was playing I was playing up front. I started playing up front with Rio Ferdinand. I was already a uh, um, a stand school boy. I was playing in the playing, playing alongside Rio Ferdinand. Rio Ferdinand, I think he's got two or three. Got offered a contract straight after the straight after the game, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute. You know what I mean? He's just, he's been here for a game. He's been offered a contract. Mm. He turned it down because he was he was going round all the clubs to see what it was like. You know what I mean? I think he always knew he was going to sign for West Ham, and I knew then, I knew then that he was going to be a player. I never thought he'd be a defender. Yeah. I always. I always thought he'd be a centre midfielder because he had the he had the legs, he had the yeah. confidence, he had the arrogance. He was good on the ball. He could he could pick a pass out. He could score goals. He was quick. He was strong. He was good in the air. He had everything to play in the middle of the park. Um, and then obviously later on the career when I when I was lucky enough to play alongside him and, and against him, he was yeah he was he had everything. He had everything which which just not many players have. And you know what I mean when people on about best best players in the world, he he's right up there. You know what I mean his transfer fees alone speak for itself for me. Yeah. One of the best ever, mate, in my opinion, is real. Um, one of the best centre backs that uh, the game has ever produced, let alone uh, yeah. English ones. I think, and England have produced a couple of uh, real good ones. Let's be fair, but um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't rate John Terry as highly, unfortunately, for not, not that he cares about my opinion whatsoever, but. Oh, we just yeah, spoke just, about that side. Yeah. We just we just spoke about that. There's a few comments in the in the in the, in the group chat there about his off-field um, yeah, antics I'm not put with, that uh, with 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 certain with certain with certain individual Wayne Bridge etc. But it's I, I do wish sometimes that he that he, he was a little bit cleaner off the pitch because then he would get a little bit more credit on the pitch because the amount of, the amount of trophies he's won, the amount of caps he's won for England, and you know what I mean. Sometimes if you're a little bit more likable off the pitch, you would get a little bit more credit on the pitch, which I do think he probably deserved. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. He's not not a bad player, but I just for me, 
I like I rate Jamie Carragher probably on the same level as John Terry. Yeah, right. Jamie Carragher never gets mentioned in the same breath as him and Ferdinand's, and I I don't really understand why. But yeah, of course he's off the uh, John Terry's off the field antics did not help him one bit. Um, a cracking question from your dad, mate. I don't know if you've seen that. He said. Um, Charlie, do discussions regarding dementia and uh, concern you? So, like, Sorry, where people. Um, so, obviously, there's been a lot of um, discussions and reports around players getting dementia from repeatedly heading the ball uh, when they retire from football. And uh, Andy's dad basically said, "Do those discussions regarding dementia concern you?" Um, I mean, as a when I was growing up, I was always told to. Use use your feet as much as you can, but I always used to love heading the ball. Probably I'm probably better on the ball with my head than uh, my actual feet, but hmm. I don't I don't really see. Uh, obviously, the scientists uh, they're not normally wrong about stuff like that, but I mean I'm not gonna throw away my best trait for something like that in the future. Does it worry you, Charlie? Does it is it something what what yeah. what crosses crosses your mind when you definitely, are heading? definitely as I get older? Yeah, definitely. I mean, because I was I was quite lucky that I I I hated heading the ball. I really didn't. Mm. I detested it. I was um, I, as a centre forward, you're always in that. You know, what I mean, as a defender, you're always seeing the ball coming to you. You can always head it. But as a centre forward, you're always flicking things on. You're always getting hit in the back of the head. So sometimes it was easier just to run in the channel than than try and yeah. fight with a with a with a with a daft centre half to uh, to try and just bully you all the time. For me, it was it was it was a lot easier, a lot a lot a lot safer. But it's it's. it's it's a, it's a dodgy one, isn't it? We've we, we've had a discussion, haven't it we, is, about yeah. um, um, about using different uh, weighted balls for for younger children. What age do they start doing it? Charlie just said there, you know, that if he didn't work on his heading in a in a daily basis, weekly basis, and it came to a game and and it was his it was his full debut for Carlisle United, or he'd got him, he was playing in the FA Cup and he and he and he mistimed a header because he's not not practicing. He, he can't afford to. To, to, to waste those opportunities, you know. So, like, listen, I understand no. it's serious. I understand it's it's life threatening. It's 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 for, for families, for individuals. Um, but there's got to be and there's got to be decisions made. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. But um, one thing I was going to ask you. So, I know you said like you didn't head of the ball a lot, so it didn't really sort of come around to affect you. Vicious comment, what by a... the way, of your wife. Vicious comment. That really vicious. Th- vicious that surprises me. Um, vicious. No hair to bounce off, Andrew, that's what I do now. Indeed. I was wondering, like, what about the players of the same era? Is there any which are having any issues that you know of? Um, Obviously, I don't necessarily want you to, like, name them and stuff like that, but is there, just if generally, is there people who played at the same sort of era as you that are now suffering from some issues? Um, I wouldn't say issues issues from from that. Obviously, there's there's health issues. What what uh, what like what are happening? And stuff like yeah, that. Uh, probably yeah yeah. And uh, and listen, it's not nice. And it's and you, and you know what I mean. What you you know what I mean. It just it worries you. You you worry because you think you know what I mean. Or you or you see certain things happening. For, uh, you look at the age, don't you? You know what I mean. Then I look at my yeah, age and think, oh Jesus, I saw it's ten years time or eleven years time or six years time, and you think. You can't let things worry you. You can't let things, you know what I mean. And and, and you try to convince yourself, like I'm just trying to convince myself there that I didn't head the ball a lot. You head the ball mm-hmm. sometimes. And I remember, um, I remember heading the ball uh, once in a game that I, I headed it in the wrong place. You know when they headed headed in the wrong place, Charlie? They headed it right oh, in the forehead. Yeah. And yeah. I, sorry, the top of the head. And you have a headache for about a week. 
and it was like concussion. Mm. And you, sometimes you don't realise the damage that you're doing, do you, when you head the ball and you head it in the wrong place or or what's going on inside. And and I think that's the that's the problem and the dilemma that the scientists and the experts have got that until there's so many tests taken for so many individuals and 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 the real evidence is is, is given to clubs, then. It's going to continue until until that, but then it's going to be too late, surely, for somebody or for some families or for for quite a lot of people. And um, and I just hope that they can they can find an outcome to it. They can find um, a way around um, these kind of things because they're, they're they're harrowing, to be honest. They're really really worrying for for families, for individuals, for football. Because you know what I mean. I know yes, size size the heaviness of the balls has changed. Um, the dynamics of football has changed. Sports science has come in and. And recovery and the way that the, the way that the way that diets changed will that have an impact? You know what I mean? But it's 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 just constant, isn't it? You know what I mean? I looked at um, Harry Maguire at the weekend. The amount of times he's like a magnet. The amount of times he heads the ball in the game is is just phenomenal. So surely he does that on a daily basis because his timings of his headers are immaculate. It's not just it's it's the it's the distance, it's the power, and that's defending and attacking. You know what I mean? So he's it's just. It's a skill in itself by doing it, doing it correctly, but doing it repetitively over and over again is, is uh, it's got to be quite worrying, I guess. The other thing is, and and Charlie is there with dementia and CTE um, concussions and things like that, and the long term effects of it. There is no way to uh, to really for scientists to do anything with it in terms of curing it, looking at the 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 damage that it does until someone dies and they donate their brain to science, um, which, you know, that makes it such a complex subject to deal with because you can't, other than the symptoms of concussion and things like memory loss, like other than that, you can't really do anything with it. Um, and it just makes it very complex, very upsetting for the families and stuff. And, it's, uh, it's a difficult one, mate. Um, right, Andy, uh, is there anything further you'd like to uh, chat to Charlie with or ask Charlie before we sort of look towards wrapping up, my friend? Uh, I'll probably pick one. I'll probably pick one more thing if you want to have a look through the questions and, uh, yeah, and pick a couple of questions just uh, just to get get Charlie. I thought, oh, by the way, he's been an amazing... Um, phenomenal. Uh, a phenomenal guest. Um, obviously, I know we spoke about the importance... Um, Sai, haven't we, about, about people going on loan being on loan played a huge part in my career um, I'd love, just like Charlie to tell everybody about it, the loan spell that he had he had it. He had a loan spell at a, at a club um, quite close to him um, and he was made captain um, quite early early uh, early doors which is a credit to any young player you know what I mean, to play in a men's level of football which is absolutely fantastic so Charlie, how important was it to get that experience in, in men's, men's football? Yeah, well First thing on the captaincy, uh, the lad that, that was the captain came back the, the the game after I was captain, so I got to take it off his. But even even getting the phone call saying, "Listen, you've only just came in, and uh, we want you to be captain. You've got a great sort of like a bit of a leader." And to be to be noticed like that at uh, 18 years old, I was at the time off a of a quite respected player, uh, Chris Humphrey at the time, at Preston, things like that. He was an ex-player, was was ex uh, isn't he, Charlie? Ex-player. Yeah. Ex-professional yeah, yeah. footballer. And uh, that was quite an, uh, quite an achievement, even though it was a bit of a lower league at Kendall Town. I was still still quite proud of uh, proud moment for myself, yeah. 
I think it's important though, Sai, isn't it? You know what I mean? We speak about yeah. um, how there's got to be a platform for people to, to show and impress because we speak about this under-23 football, under-18 football. It's, it's, people are on about bringing back uh, Pontins League football. I seen a debate the other day about... Um, uh, it was Thomas Butler, ex-Swansea City. He, he's played for Sunderland as well, uh, Republic of Ireland International. He put a... Uh, he put an old team sheet on. It was, uh, I think it was, I think it was Man United against um, Swansea City when he was at, when he was at Swansea in uh, in twenty uh, two thousand four. Man okay. United had had had, had, um, had uh, Darren Fletcher. Um, had players coming back from injury. Ben Amos played in goal. It was it was unbelievable. And Gary Monk played centre half for Swansea. Obviously Tommy Tommy Butler. For me, it's it's so important to to have those kind of players, first team players, fighting, getting fit. Showing that the, that the worth, you know what I mean, and, and having that kind of experience because for me, it's competitive. For me, it's it's the best way to show the manager or coaches yeah. and fans that that you're ready to go and play. You know what I mean? Playing playing well at, in in youth team football is, is it's 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 good individually, but then the managers are always a little bit like, well, oh, well, it's 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 still only youth team football, or it's still only this level football. You know what I mean? They've got to show me at this level and this level will. They can only show at the level that they're playing at, and for me, the, the the leagues and the clubs have got to want that. If the clubs want it, then go to the leagues and tell them they want it. This Premier League two for me, not for me. It's not for me at all. I just don't get it. You know what I mean? You've got you've got eighteen-year-old players playing. Middlesbrough played Stoke City today, for example. You've got eighteen-year-old players playing in the under twenty-three league. I don't. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? That under eighteen player playing the Middlesbrough. It's a Middlesbrough reserve team playing the Middlesbrough reserves. It's it's still a. It's still the same for me. Just play against other pros, experienced pros, young pros. It doesn't matter which which dynamics are made of that team. Just make it a reserve team. Couldn't couldn't agree with you more, mate. I think it's vital. Loan moves. We've talked about it a lot over the over the shows. The the importance. You've talked about it. The guests have talked about it. Charlie's just talked about it. Um, I guess uh, loan moves have their benefits. I think um, obviously. Chelsea have been criticised for loaning out players like year after year after year after year after year and then not doing anything with them. But I think if you're using the loan system right, it's to give young players a chance to play first-team football and it's to give players maybe returning from injury a chance to get some fitness back. Uh, I know there's some... Uh, I'm sure I've seen a picture of Jack Willish. Yesterday, somebody somebody tweeted a picture. He went alone, uh, not County, didn't he? Yeah, he was. Yes, and he looked. He looked. He looked. Uh, he looked like a skinny, scrawny young 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 kid. But he said it, it made yeah. him grow up. It made him. It made him learn how to play against fellow fellow players. I think that's. I think that's the importance importance for me. The important key um, that you spoke spoke about Chelsea there because I'm sure there's about ten or eleven players at Chelsea who go on loan season after season after season, and they never play a game. I, I, I don't understand yeah, it. Just, just go and it. sign for that team. You might as well just sign for Me them. Some of them have done like a three-year stint at the same club, like on loan. And it's yeah. like, come on. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, a couple of questions we had earlier on, which I missed. Uh, Cage Childs wanted to know how tall Charlie is if he moved to centre back. Sorry, what was that? Oh, how tall are you? Uh, Cade wants to know how tall you are because you moved to centre back. Yeah, uh, just a six-one. Keep, I'm keeping going now. Keep getting bigger. Keep on going. <laughs> and, just keep uh, going Gavin, to the greenhouse. That's it, mate. You just got to keep going. Uh, Gavin Randall said, "How many goals have you scored this season?" Uh, this season, it's only really be uh, half season, isn't it? I think uh, 
I don't, I don't think I've scored a goal this season, no. Ah, that's okay. <laughs> Thanks, Gav. Just, you know, just rub, rub it in a bit. Uh, just double-checking, there's no other questions I've missed. It doesn't seem to be. We had some good questions, though, tonight from uh, yeah. from the peeps. Um, yeah, we think I think I got them all. If I did miss any, you've got a, about a minute or two to uh, to send them in. Um but in the meantime, of course, Andy, as ever, it's been a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, loved it. Thank you very much, Charlie. Thanks for coming on, mate. You've been a uh, you've been a breath, breath of fresh air, mate. Your confidence, the way you've handled yourself, um, just you can obviously tell you you've been brought up the right way. You've uh, if you if you know, what I mean, I know, I know what I know what the future holds for you, and and I hope that when you when you do make your debut and you do um, hit those goals that you come back on this show and tell us all about it. <laughs> I definitely will, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And uh, Charlie, if you get a chance, you should go and have a look at the comments on the Facebook page um, because there's some really, you know, some cool comments, nice comments about yourself yeah, uh, and some of the stuff you've said. Um, as ever, guys, a massive thank you to Black Diamond Sports and, uh, of course, Bespoke Financial for sponsoring the show. Uh, they're giving out a free will at the moment with £140 with any new policy which is taken out. So please check them out. Have a look at that amazing offer. And uh, we'll be back on Friday. Sorry, you've, for missed, the... you've, missed, you've missed something. No, I haven't. No, I don't remember that. <laughs> Friday's championship show, 7pm. Um, we're already running over time, mate, so I don't want to delay it anymore. Um, Friday's championship show, 7pm. It's, uh, it's going to be an FA Cup show, basically. But it yeah. will be a very interesting show nonetheless because we had some uh, various news dropping this week. And uh, Wednesday, MMA show, and uh, it's got Cage Warriors flyweight world champion Jake Hadley on with me, myself and Danny. And we'll be talking Conor McGregor and uh, the rest of the UFC from Wednesday, which was interesting, to say the least. Uh, big thank you to everybody who has uh, commented, liked and shared, especially uh, Willie Boland, who popped in to have a look at the show earlier on, I noticed. Uh, to everyone else, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for the support. My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so it wouldn't get taken away. After an hour, Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted, we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Podcast Network.